Las Vegas. All right. Why on earth would you take your kids to Las Vegas? Let's get real. It's because every other trip I looked into was so expensive. It made me nauseous. It made me physical, physically ill. So for example, we had looked at Aspen and looked at like the St. Regis or some fabulous place in Aspen. I've never been to Aspen and I know that it's kind of a hot spot so to speak it's like a it's like LA but if you transplanted LA and then put it in cold weather it has all the same douchey and somewhat good places to go to but anyway so yes I looked at Aspen we looked at Park City Cabo so many places and I swear to god every place that I would even consider staying at was over three thousand dollars a night and that was just for a basic room and guess who no longer fits into a basic room your family of five Sweet London has changed the game for us. So we can no longer get a regular room because we literally do not have enough space for all five of us. And so anyway, I found myself in a quandary and decided my kids are dying to go on a plane ride. And I don't think we're going to have a nanny or a grandparent to help us for this trip. So what can I possibly stand doing with just me and Brian? And boom, boom. Vegas, Burbank Airport to Las Vegas, sign me up, easy, achievable, etc. So that is what landed us in Vegas. I know, I feel like it's the most subpar vacation. And so I kind of like booked it on a whim one night because I'm like, I just need to get a change of scenery for our family over the break. Just do something different, you know, just something, anything. So I booked it and I guess I don't remember booking, booking it, um, I didn't realize that I had accidentally booked Encore or I don't know if it like pushed me to that because of the amount of space I needed and they had a bigger set of rooms. I really don't know, but I realized like leading up to the vacation that I booked Encore. We normally stay at Wynn. So they're like sister properties, you know, but anyway, so, but I feel like the Encore is more like douchey young people, but I'm not even totally sure to be honest. Anyway, so what happened was a couple days before we started getting ready, I was checking out our like our reservations and there was like a little option there that said, hey, put in for an upgrade. It's like $500 more or something. And then we would get like an 1800 square foot room, just way bigger and for a marginal amount of money. So I'm like, okay, the rooms were only like $350 or something like that a night. So the fact that we were able to swing two nights in Vegas for that cheap was awesome and like obviously it being like at a really nice place so I was like okay this is fine let's just see about the upgrade like if it if it makes sense it makes sense fine so a couple days before I was like wait a minute I started to panic because I'm like wait a minute how are we even going to get from the airport to our hotel like how does this work I have a baby and so and it's like we have all of our luggage we have all this stuff so I promptly called the concierge and they're like okay, you can get a taxi and they won't require that you have a car seat. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to hold a baby on my lap for 25 minutes. Like mm, that doesn't sound kosher. And so we ended up getting a car and thank God we did, which I'll tell you how that worked out. But anyway, 
So we're going through this whole exercise and I realize we got upgraded to the wind tower suites. I'm like, what's the wind tower suites? I know the wind, but I don't know the tower suites. Oh, it's the wind private tower suites. Okay, so basically what it is is that they had moved us from Encore to the Wind Private Tower Suites, which basically has your own private entrance into the hotel, which is beautiful. It's like all green. There's little rivers with beautiful fish swimming, and it's all decorated in Christmas lights and Christmas, like just really classy, like not chintzy. Uh, there's no smoke smell of any kind, and it's just beautiful, like low-key private entrance to the hotel. And then you enter and you actually have your own reception desk and there's maybe like four different receptionists there. So it's like only the people that are in the private tower suites can check in there. And then you also have access to your own private concierge and you don't have to walk through the casino, which with when you have like a baby with you and then the young kids, it's like a huge win to just be able to enjoy a beautiful kind of experience rather than being like, okay, kids, like we're in the casino, it's full of smoke, like just don't breathe, you know? But anyway, so, and then the last thing that was awesome about it, or not the last, maybe the second to last thing is that you also have access to your own private pool. So anybody that's, I mean, not your own like individual, but anybody that's in the private tower suites at the win gets access to their own pool to like this one pool, I should say. So I was thinking, well, we brought a bathing suit in case. We're probably not going to swim in the private pool, but maybe. Okay. So anyway, like I said, I was having, I had Sam and Abby train me on like how to travel with kids because they have it down because they've had to travel all over for Sam's career. They've traveled literally all over the world. And so they gave me this whole like tutorial session one day before we left and they gave me this like special stroller and all this stuff. Anyway, long story short. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to like manually be installing car seats and doing all this crazy stuff. Like it's just too much for me to deal with, with all the kids screaming and the baby and this and that, and nobody besides Brian to help me. So like I said, we ended up getting a private car to pick us up and thank God we did. So as soon as we landed, we went down to the baggage claim. We had checked our bags because I had London's formula and a bunch of food. So we had to check all of our bags, which was fine. And, oh, I had to also, I was having anxiety because I'm like, how does, how do I bring like London's bottles with me when we're actually like in the air and traveling and in the airport, it's like three hours and her food. And so I was able to just make two six ounce bottles and also bring one or two jars of baby food that I have. And then what happens is when you're checking in, they basically just pull, like you tell them, you say, here's the liquids I have for my baby. And they pull it aside and they run some extra tests on it, which is not a big deal. Just you have to budget additional time for all these steps. I was also nervous about the stroller, which was super easy. We ended up taking our regular stroller because it's like a heavy, what is it? It's the, um, the Vista. It's kind of like a hard, it's like a hardcore stroller. It's not light and airy travel, but it's really good because when I have Carter and Charlotte with me, and the baby, everybody ends up like taking off their jackets, wanting me to hold this thing or that thing. And so that stroller is great because at the bottom, it's like our storage unit. So I didn't want to travel without it because otherwise we'd be like carrying all this crap that, you know, it's just too much. So I ended up bringing my regular stroller and it was really easy. They had us go through security, like instead of going through, like they just had us go through, like they opened the little door and they had us go through there and it wasn't a big deal really. I just took the baby out of the stroller and um, yeah, so we did that and then they checked. So like I said, they checked the formula, they checked 
the baby food, everything took a little bit longer. Of course, Charlotte ends up getting like tagged for like extra screening. I'm like, of course, her first flight, she goes through the security screen and gets flagged. Oy. So anyway, it was actually fine. I was just anxious about all those little things that I just really didn't know how it worked, but it was actually completely fine. But I will say it was really good to add extra time and like do the full two hours before there before your flight like takes off normally because I've traveled for a decade for work I would literally show up to my flight like 20 minutes before we left and I'm not even joking because I had all this status so I would just and we used to live we were in the city we used to live really close to LAX so I had a driver he would take me there I'd enter and do like my platinum whatever I had all this expedited like access right into onto the flight and so I would like roll out of bed on like a Monday morning at six and then take off at like 620 or 630 and like fly cross country to my client for the week and then do the same thing like every week. So I kind of had it down and I would never check a bag and all that. So it's just very different for me, like for me to be like, okay, we got to go two hours in advance kids. Like that's, it's just different. So I embraced it and that's what we did. We checked our bags everything was fine. So like I said, we land, we get to the bag. Oh, by the way, in air, Okay, sorry, I'm skipping around a little bit. So we take off and me and I, so I had the baby initially and then I was sitting with Charlotte and then Brian had somebody, had it was him and Carter and then on the way there, I'm trying to think, oh, on the way there, one person sat with me and on the way back, one person sat with Brian. So we ended up having like two out of the three seats. Like we ended up having our own row, like one of us each way. So the kids were all excited. They'd never flown before, and it was perfect because it was only 35 minutes in the air. Perfect. London was way past her nap time, so she was a little bit fussy, but she was overall decent. And it wasn't her fault that she wasn't perfect because she was literally, like, way past her nap time, but she was not horrible. All right, so we do the flight. It's easy breezy. We land. We go down to the baggage claim, and there's a guy there with my name on, like, an iPad. It's our driver. He gets a car seat just for the baby so that I didn't have to like carry any car seats or any of that stuff. And we get into the parking lot. He like escorts us out and he has this massive van and it's like has it's just pimped out. It has, you know, a screen. It's like 13 different seats or 15 seater or something. Some huge, you know, leather, black, you know, diamond stitched, whatever. It's like a really, really fancy van. And I'm like, how did we score this? He's like, well, I just had to take like 13 people to the airport. So it just made sense. Like we just kind of, I'm like, oh, so we lucked out. He's like, yeah. So his name was Wes. Shout out Wes. Really awesome. And um, so, yeah, so he took us to our hotel. And like I said, we had all the private access and check-in and all that stuff. So all this was feeling, as you guys can tell, like it all felt very VIP. Keep in mind so many of my friends are literally like jet setting off in their private jets and I'm over here rocking it in Southwest, like a very like pedestrian life. Right. So by no means, like, do I think that we're fancy at all? And by the way, this is the reason why I love Vegas is because you can kind of feel like you're fancy and you're not even paying that much. And it's really kind of the best. So yeah. So we had been tipped off by a bunch of our friends that oh Vegas is actually really fun for kids and I was like really I was sort of like I don't know the whole thing I was sort of golf clapping my way through right because it's like who takes kids to Vegas let's be real but apparently there's a lot of stuff for families and so I was very skeptical the whole time 
So we get up to our room after we do our check-in, all this stuff. Everything's going pretty well. And our room ends up being one king bed. And there's five of us. So we ended up needing to get two cots for the kids, which were very comfortable double beds that they were able to fit into the room. And then they brought baby Lund in her crib, which we had already requested. And then the bathroom, holy, it was like a showstopper. The bathroom was gorgeous, gorgeous. It was huge. It was as big as like the other two rooms in the suite. A huge walk-in closet, huge bathtub that had like all the fancy things in the bathtub, you know, the jets and the, I don't know, it had all these buttons, beautiful shower, gorgeous sinks, storage, everything. It was just, it was, it was awesome. Okay. So good. So we make it there. And then what did we end up doing? Like the first night we just basically unpacked and then I didn't plan any, I didn't plan anything. Like normally I'm the one that calls concierge. Like I'm usually the party planner. So when we go to Vegas, I'm usually the one that orchestrates every single step for all of my friends to make sure that it's a bomb ass day. I make sure we have the best restaurants that we have all the right clubs, the right shows, like it's on lock, you know? But I also have learned in motherhood, things go very differently when you have a bunch of young kids with you. So I refrained from overscheduling us. And that was definitely the right move because everything in Vegas is like a logistical exercise. And when you have all these young kids, getting from point A to point B is not so easy. You can't just hop in a cab and go that easily. So yeah, so the first night, we really didn't do anything. I think we just went to dinner. It was like 4.30. I think Brian had walked around while, while the baby napped and I unpacked everybody. Oh, so we ended up, okay, so this is what happened. That night, I'm like, okay, let's go eat something good. I call the concierge and they're like, okay, at the win, you can't have, like, you can't have a baby at your fine dining restaurants. So kids have to be five years or older. So what we do have is a upscale Italian restaurant called Allegra that you can go and eat at. I'm like, okay, that sounds perfect. It's right here. It's easy. Right across the casino, right next to Louis Vuitton. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. So we get there at 430. It feels like it's like 830 already. Keep in mind, but it's 430 PM. We end up going to Louis Vuitton, looking around. Brian's trying on watches. The kids are starting. Carter's picking out stuff. You, <laughs> Whatever. We don't buy anything. It's fine. So we end up eating at about, like we sit down at about five o'clock and you guys, the food at this place was so bomb. I'm like literally dreaming about it, dying, dying to have it. So I ended up ordering like a Popperdell wild boar ragu and it wasn't like big chunks of meat. It was like really small and it was sort of like almost looked like pink vodka cream sauce or whatever, but it wasn't. Um, best noodles, Brian, he ordered a lasagna, which he could, he could only have half of it. Carter ordered a Caesar salad and I ended up splitting it with him. It was amazing. Even Carter loved the Caesar salad. And this is the child that doesn't eat a vegetable. Uh, Charlotte had her basic butter noodles and London sat there pounding bread. I had one glass of wine and it was perfect. And we were back in our room by 6 PM. London was out cold and everyone's chilling. It was so good. Okay. So then the next day we had, so I had booked the blue man group show, by the way, that is something that has gone on for that show has been going on for like 30 years and I'm sure it hasn't changed. I had never seen it booked it because it was the only show that started at two o'clock. Everything else 
had like there was one or two that were at five o'clock and then pretty much everything else was at 7 p.m. And there's a lot of shows that are family appropriate. I did not realize that. Like there's a ton of different options for shows that are like for kids or for families. So like not even really cheesy, but just like family appropriate, you know. So that was really shocking. Okay, so we get our tickets to Blue Man Group, and that wasn't until 2 o'clock. So one of our friends was like, oh, take the kids to the arcade, and then they have the roller coaster there at what hotel? Um, New York, New York. I'm like, okay, great. So we get a car, and we – same thing. We get the driver, the whole thing. Thank God. And they drop us off at New York, New York. Great. We get there, we finally get, like, figure out where the arcade is. It's closed for only four days in the year for maintenance. So that was a huge bust. I was so pissed. I was, like, honestly really pissed off because there were so many other activities we could have chosen, but I knew we had to be really selective. And also, like, we had to make sure that it made sense with our schedule to get us to the show on time, which the show was at the Luxor. So, yeah. It was a complete bust. I was so mad. Um, definitely would have been amazing if that had worked out. So that's something that a bunch of my friends said that you have to do and that they love doing. And again, we only had, so we only were staying there for two nights. So we only had one full day there, which means you basically have like one activity and one show. That's really what it comes down to because things don't open early enough. Oh, I forgot that morning because, you know, we had been up since like five or six in the morning. We went to this amazing breakfast downstairs, right downstairs from where we were staying at the Wynn and it's called Tableau and they had the most spectacular breakfast. The kids loved it. Right after that, by 8 a.m., London's down for her nap, and the kids went swimming in the private pool, which was perfect because there was not a single 20-year-old in sight, not a single spring breaker. Um, I say spring breaker, you know, broadly and loosely. I know it's wintertime, but it was just not the typical douchey Vegas scene that you're used to. It was just, like, upscale, clean, empty. It was such the vibe because you did not have any of the like crazy Vegas vibes going on the whole time. And it was just you saw more families there, which was surprising. And I was told actually by Wes, our driver, that Vegas used to be dead during Thanksgiving and Christmas. And now it's kind of become more of like a destination. So it's like a little bit more busy than it typically had been. So I think it's a hidden gem. I have to tell you guys, and I'll tell you more about that. Why? Okay. So anyway, so we did this whole pool thing. The kids did the bathtub in our room afterwards. They thought it was so fun because that in itself was like an adventure. <laughs> and then I'm like thinking, Oh God, I wonder what goes on in this bathtub. I don't even want to know. Um, but anyway, so yes. Yeah, so then that's when we again drove over to the New York, New York and it was a bust. So then they had a Hershey store that was like two floors. And the kids got little souvenirs and a little Hershey drink. And then we walked across the bridge. And the kids are just loving that it's like a different scene, a different environment. They've never been to Vegas. So they were actually really content. And they weren't like super upset about the arcade at all. Like they were just like fine. They were they were really just – they were just happy to be there, honestly. Okay. So then we ended up hopping on the tram that takes you over to the Luxor. So that's what we ended up doing. And where did I forget the hotel that we were at that took us there. Anyway, there's this tram. It was like a little train ride. Again, the kids loved it. London's chilling. It was all good. And we get to the Luxor and we had time to kill. And like, God, the Luxor is just not a nice hotel. I'm sorry. It's, it's not nice. 
And so we ended up there for a little snack time. And then London had a head to toe poop, which was super classy. I had to put her on the floor of the Luxor. I like found a corner and like literally head to toe, had to completely wipe her down, change her. It was just a debacle. So thankfully we were not in a rush and we had plenty of time, but I started getting a headache, me and Carter from all the smoke. So we end up going upstairs, going to Blue Man Group. London starts melting down because she's way past her her nap time. So I have to leave. It's also very loud. That I don't know if all the shows are that loud, but they actually have headphones for you if you need them, or they have little earplugs. We had brought our own, but London would not keep them on her head. So I was like, okay, there goes that Amazon ten dollar purchase. She would not. She she hates things on her head. She won't wear hats. So that was a bit of a bust. So she passed. I take her out. The kids are loving it. They're there with Brian. And London and I are walking all over. And I come across the, it's called the ice bar. I'm like, oh, I've been to this at the Venetian. And it's basically like this bar that you walk in. First of all, you like, so you get tickets. And it's like a 30-minute experience maybe. But what they do is they give you like warm fur coats and hats. And the kids can keep their hat that they choose. And you go in and everything's made out of ice. And I went with my girlfriends like a while back. And you can, they have like an actual bar there. Like adult beverages can be drunk, drink, whatever there. Um, And then they have mocktails for the kids. And they're served in like glass cups. And like, not glass, sorry, in ice cups. And so I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to surprise them. And they're going to, after the show, they're going to go ahead and like, have this experience because Brian hadn't done it before either and they're like yeah the baby can't come in I'm like that's fine so I was kind of playing support staff as you guys can kind of see like I didn't get to do as much as I normally do because we didn't have anybody else to kind of be with the baby which was no problem I it was fine I just really wanted my kids and Brian to have a, a fun time and I was enjoying the experience too so anyway after an hour had gone, the show was still going on. And at like three o'clock, there was like 30 minutes left. Brian and I switched. So he took the baby. London napped in her stroller. I watched the last 30 minutes of the Blue Man Group. It was super fun. There was a lot of music and lights and, um, you know, streamers and the kids like, I mean, you'd think that they were at a rave. They were just, they were loving it. So then we're done with the show. They had a great time. And then I surprised them with the ice bar. They go in. They love it. As they're there, I walked across the Mandalay Bay and checked out the aquarium because everybody talked about how amazing the aquarium is. And I'm like, okay, this is way too long of a walk. We're not going to be able to fit it in. It's already like 430. Our, we're being picked up now. Like, So I think the aquarium did seem amazing, but it just it's a 45-minute experience. And so that's just something that if we come back, we do the arcade. We would do the roller coaster and we would do the aquarium okay so then they come out they loved it they kept their hats they thought it was the best thing ever and then we got picked up we went home that night and Bryant like I put down London she's exhausted I like gave her a bath and like put her down and then Brian ordered room service for everybody again like again a glass of wine for me that's it and Oh, and so the big thing that happened was Charlotte had had a loose tooth. And keep in mind, Charlotte's been watching Carter lose. He's lost nine teeth, including last week. So she has been asking me for literally a year plus, when is it my turn? When when can I lose my teeth? And I'm like, she had to ask the dentist. And she's just been so excited about it. She finally had her 
first loose tooth like three weeks ago and like it wasn't ready it wasn't ready it wasn't ready and finally on whatever night that was like our our that the last night there we're like eating and she spits out her food I'm like oh my god did your tooth come out and we look we're like no it didn't come out and then Carter like five minutes later is like Charlotte let me see your mouth and she's covering her mouth like with her hand I think she like knocked it loose with her hand like on the outside because all of a sudden I'm sitting there and she runs up to me she goes is this my tooth and I looked I'm like yep your tooth came out and she (laughs) starts bawling she starts crying it completely freaked her out it was so cute and so funny so then Brian I mean the tooth fairy came and gave her like five dollars to which I was like Babe, I'm pretty sure you gave Carter $20 his first tooth, which I think is completely out, out, like, that's ridiculous. I used to get, like, maybe a dollar if I was lucky. So the fact that anybody ever got $20 was ridiculous. But anyway, so he gave her $5. She got the tooth fairy. And so now I was like, okay, you can tell everyone that you're, you lost your first tooth in Vegas. And so she's all excited and you know, I'd hug her. She was crying for like 10 minutes and then she collected herself and any, it was just, it was a good story. And then, yeah, we got picked up the next day. We did a beautiful breakfast. They walked through the Venetian. Oh, I would have also liked to do the gondola ride with the kids, but we didn't have time for that either. So that's probably another thing I'd add if we could, but yeah, then we flew home. It was not crazy. The airports were fine, but I gotta say, I think Vegas is like a hidden gem as far as going over Christmas because well one we went a week before Christmas so the airports were not crazy two we flew out of Burbank which is as you guys know probably so easy and it was not expensive it was totally an upscale experience it was like literally a fraction of the cost and just felt like very high-end the whole thing was great so yeah that's how we did Vegas. That's how we traveled. And it was super fun. So if you guys are looking for kind of an easier trip to do with your family and like think you might want to go to a show. I mean, unfortunately, Adele was not playing at that time. Bruno Mars is there. Aerosmith. But they all were not playing when we went. And honestly, it would have been way too late for our family. We would not have been able to swing it. Like our kids are just too young. But, you know. If you have older kids, you definitely can do that. And then, of course, they have smoke-free hotels. Some of my friends that are going to go and take their older kids to Bruno Mars, like, over New Year's Eve, they are staying at one of the smoke-free hotels, which is also probably a really good move. Um, But, yeah, you can't smell smoke from your room or any of that stuff. And like I said, the way we went, we weren't really in the casino, so it kind of avoided it to an extent. Um, They even have a private lobby and stuff, too, so... Yeah, so if you guys were wondering who takes kids to Vegas and what on earth do you do in Vegas with kids that are young, there's a lot to do. We had a huge activity list. If you want to know more about it, contact the concierge. They send over the list. There's way more activities than I even described, but our kids are just not old enough, and we just didn't have time for all of them. But there's a bunch of activities you can do. So if you're looking for like a fun like two-night trip with your kids, check it out. I got to say, I think it's a hidden gem definitely affordable, definitely fun. And um, yeah, so that's how our Vegas trip went. And I'll go ahead and share some of our pictures. The kids said that their favorite part was all of it. They loved it. They just had a ball being in like a different setting, you know, being off their schedule and they were troopers. So 
I would say overall it was a good trip. I, I'd give it maybe like a seven out of ten. It wasn't like, oh my god, super wow, like amazing, blow your the lid off your whatever. But it was a good trip and it was exactly the right level of like out of our comfort zone, especially without any other family members. I would also recommend maybe bringing grandparents, a nanny or and or maybe one other family because I feel like if we had another family to entertain the kids a little bit more, then me and Brian could like party a little bit more and like, you know, we didn't gamble. We really didn't drink. We didn't do any of the Vegasy things, which was fine. Like it, we weren't expecting to be doing those. So we by no means were we disappointed. It just, I think if we had a little bit of additional entertainment for the kids, as far as like another family with young kids, it would have been even more fun. But um, yeah, so that's what I would recommend. So I hope this was uh, helpful and informative, but most importantly, if you are busy with your families and you just needed a break, I hope that you got a little breather because I know being with family sometimes over the breaks can be, and with your kids constantly, can be a lot. So with that, motherhood has interrupted Vegas, baby. Signing off. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.